I'm going to change my hurricanes though. Now the question is: Do I leave that in the recording or do I start again? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the uh, Super Rugby Round 18 um, predictions, brought to you by Driving Mall. Hi, I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall, and the guy you heard in the background there, but is not on picture yet. Here he comes. It's Steve from the Cornflakes Crib. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having us on again. This uh, final time this season, almost, for regular season, isn't it? So, exciting re- stuff. Regular season, yes. Absolutely yes. regular season, but not final. T- oh, we've got finals. We've got, all, we've got at least another three weekends after this to go. Uh, the excitement, the uh, jovality, the uh, jumping around, the watching games in the middle of the night. But thankfully, you know what? This weekend could be the last weekend of watching games in the middle of the night. As long as the Haguaris keep on winning, um, they will be hosting instead of they will have no games in South Africa, which means that at least it'll be a uh, early morning start for those games rather than the middle of the night. So yes, we we could be in for our last two middle of the night games of the regular season. Yay! <laughs> I have to work on Sunday anyway, so I'm I'm screwed no matter what you do. <laughs> Well, at least you can uh, you, you can surreptitiously put one earbud in and listen to the uh, um, radio sports coverage um, as, as as you're uh, as you're at work. Um, and, so, and when when you start jumping around and clapping, you go yay! Everyone look at you and go what? What's he doing? <laughs> oh dear me! So I don't need an earbud for that reaction. No. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so um, we kick off on Friday night with the Highlanders versus the Waratahs. Um, the quickly looking at the Highlanders team: uh, Josh McKay, Naholo, Thompson, Walden, Lee, Ione, Smith, Whitelock, Lenches, Squire, Franklin, Hemapo, Lomax, Coltman, and Johnson on are, are the uh, the players there. So big news, really is that Ben Smith is not in the side. His hamstring has pulled up, so he's going to miss out on this last ever home game for the Highlanders. Um, and he's not going to go, uh, not be able to say goodbye to the boys down in Invercargill. I know it's not his hometown, Dunedin is, but even so, uh, it's a shame that he can't uh, he, he can't sort of uh, see off things on the pitch. Yeah, I, I guess the only thing that needs to remain to be said is that hopefully they, they win and get the job done so that he could come back next week instead. In the playoffs, that's that's the ultimate goal. But yeah, I mean, it's an away playoff next weekend. It's an away play. Well, oh, that's true, but he'll still play for the Highlanders. That's what I mean. Play <laughs> oh, I see. The team yep. again. We want to see him on the field before it is international time. We want to, you know, we want to see him one more time in Highlanders colours, whether it be here or or wherever it may be. Who really knows at this stage that that you know that part of the competition is still pretty much in the air where they're going to end up. But still, yeah, Ben Smith, one of the greatest All Blacks ever. You, you can't really argue it. And for the Highlanders, for Otago. One of their greatest legendary players. He's up there with the, the Jeff Olsons and, and those kind of players. So, yeah, really up there for him. Um, and, yeah, it'd be good to see him back again. But um, down here in the, the good old deep, deep, deepest of Souths, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how, um, you know, normally they say this is a game with the Highlanders. You know, this is when they're back to their, 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 their home, I guess you'd call it, in the cold and, and the bad weather. But, I mean, they play under a roof now. So it's hardly even a factor. Um, if anything, you'd say the Waratahs, you know, they're going to be just as adapted because they're both coming um, to this different sort of climate um, and where it's going to probably be, I mean, that time of night, it's really going to be getting rather cold, rather dewy. It's going to be icy. It's going to be not nice. And they're going to be wrapped up in blankets on the sidelines. We don't have any nice little covers for the players down here. Um, <laughs> you, you literally get 
um, let me think, if you're in New Zealand, a warehouse deck chair, or if you're in Australia, like um, a, a Bunnings deck chair, or, or you, know, you get something really cheap and nasty to sit on. So it's not nice. It's not a nice place to play the players, but hey, it should be a good game nevertheless. And uh, Ben Smith, yep, well done, son. Hopefully we see you some more times in the Highlanders jumper. Well, there should be two thrones, right? There should be a throne for Ben Smith there. It should be done. That should be made special. Um, and also a uh, hat tip and a throne for Liam Coltman. Congratulations, sir, on your 100th game for the uh, for the club or for the Highlanders or the franchise, whatever you want to call it. Um, the Highlanders call themselves a club. So it's 100th cap. So congratulations to Liam Coltman um, on that one, uh, turning out at number two. Um and you got to say, looking at the injury list for or the, the the players not mi- missing, there's only four players missing for for injury for the Highlanders. Yeah, they they've arrived at the right end of the season at this at the point at the end of the season with a, a fully fit squad, which is um, pretty impressive, really. Well, yeah, it, it's all well and good to have a fit squad, isn't it? But I mean, there's still work for them to be done. Um, for the Highlanders, of course, they need a bonus point win. Which, which is number one priority, and they need the Chiefs to win without a bonus point. And that's going to get them their best possible finish, which will be in seventh. Um, so either way, you're looking for the Highlanders. They could do the best they could do, but they still need other results to go their way um, to make it into that top eight. So it's not really in their hands, which is the biggest thing that's really going to go against them uh, heading into these playoffs for them. Yeah, it is. They've got a 6-2 bench um, with Elliot Dixon in the 23 jersey. Uh, interesting enough, um, the Waratahs have done the exact same thing. They've gone for a 6-2 bench as well. Um, but looking at their 6-2 bench, Jake Gordon and um, uh, Tassie as the backs uh, replacements, that's a scrum half and a winger. If they lose, um, their, uh, if, if they lose um, Mac Mason at number 10, there is some real trouble this, uh, um, on Friday night. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully that happens because it'll be nice. Oh, no, 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 no. We never wish yes. injury on players. No. Come on. But, I mean, the high, I mean, the, the Waratahs we're talking about, um, yeah, they, they're chanting their arm a bit, aren't they? Um, and, well, you've talked a little bit about the team already, but, of course, if all, all the players have got out because they've left all their rotation so late, um, they've, they've got not their best team out there. And, yeah, they could be in a bit of strife. Um, but I don't know what they're expecting. Sorry, like, sorry. You... Not their best team. <laughs> You're trying to sugarcoat this one, aren't you? Let's, be, well, let's, just, let's just list those players missing. Michael Hooper, Kurtley Beale, Sakopi Kepu, Bernard Foley and Rob Simmons. Um, pretty much all the players that are any good that haven't been fired for being um, bigots. But you, you compare, though, to what they're losing. Yeah, I mean, Hooper, I guess you could say, is... is a great player, international mm-hmm. quality player. But Will Miller's been around Super Rugby for a while. Uh, definitely a capable little player. Alex Newsom's played a lot for the Waratahs as well. Um, for Kitty's been in there, that midfield. So, yes, they're losing quality players, but not like they're throwing in guys playing their, their second cap of Super Rugby. So, the step down is pretty considerable, really, let's be honest. When you get take that amount of experience in leadership out the team, you, you've taken the heart out of the team, basically. Um, they're missing their, their five best players. Um, if, the, if the Highlanders can't put up a good win over this side, then in all honesty, the Highlanders don't deserve to be in the finals. Well, yeah, I mean, I, the biggest the biggest loss for me in that in that Waratahs team is Foley. Uh, I mean, I can deal with the others. If I was a Waratahs fan, I could say, okay, I can deal with the others, but Foley is a big loss to me. Mac Mason, um, yeah, it's a big untested guy, uh, and and I mean, the, the, the Tars they need exactly the same result as the Highlanders do. Really, they need to win it with a bonus point. And, and the Chiefs to, to win without the bonus point too, and they could slip into eighth position. Yes, it is still possible. The Waratahs are not out of the woods just yet. So, I mean, 
they got something to play for still. They 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 have, but um, so yes, a Newsom, Clark, Ashley Cooper, Fiketti, Rona, Mason, Phipps, Sinclair, Miller, Wells, Stanforth, Hannigan, Robertson, Fitzpatrick, and Johnson Holmes. Yeah, there's there's it's not a very scary lineup to be honest. Um, clearly, uh, you, you, there is experience in there. We've got two dads um, in, in a thirteen jersey. You've got Phipps in there as well. So yeah, the, the um, Curtis Rona's playing some decent rugby at the moment. So I mean, there are some there are some good players in there, but it's a lightweight pack on the whole. Um, they've also gone for a six-two bench, but their six-two bench. I mean, the 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 Highlanders at least have got Marty Banks on there, so he can come on and play in the centres poorly, but he can play in centres um, or at, at, at ten. Whereas uh, the Warriors have got literally all their eggs in that Mac Mason basket. Now, hey, very promising player, um, under twenties, um, Australia um, player, etc. But as you say, only played a couple of games at this kind of level. Um, really is raw. So I've gone with the um, with the Highlanders by I think it's eight or ten, something like that. Uh, Highlanders by ten. What's your prediction for this one? Yeah, I've gone with what you first said, which was uh, Highlanders by eight points. But I mean, you look at the other fact that the Highlanders could pull a Sunwolves if things get really tricky. I mean, is Shannon Frizzell out in midfield? How about that? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now now that I that I would actually love to see Shannon Frizzell in the twelve jersey. Oh yes. <laughs> Lau Mappy on step, no, not on, well, sorry, kind of, you know what I mean. I'm not suggesting he's, <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's performance enhancing it or anything like that, but yes. Um, Lau Mappy sort of Godzilla kind of, uh, uh, kind of piece. So from there, we head over the ditch to the Rebels versus the Chiefs. This is the other one that does matter. Um, these, it, it's nicely paired up back to back because, as you said, if the Chiefs get a bonus point out of this, then the previous game is a total waste of time, in all honesty. But uh, if they don't, then um, then it all becomes that, that game matters. So looking at the Rebels lineup, um, Helot Petty, Hodge, e- uh, English, Meeks, Corabetti, Cooper, Genia, Nazarani, Hardwick, Cottrell, Jones, Phip, Philip, um, Ainsley, Rangi, and uh, Faulkner. So we have um, Genia Cooper back again. Yeah, that's massive for them, isn't it? But I mean, history doesn't side with the Rebels, and it doesn't very often, does it? But uh, they they need their best team out there, and, and and they've got to put it out there too. They've they've taken that you know bit of a risk of a rotation in that last week's game, and um, they need to, to hit back. And it, it's simple for the Rebels. It, it really is pretty simple for them. Um, they're an eighth, so they've they've got that step up, I guess, on the other team. So they just need to win, I guess, and win for bonus point. And it's done deal. Um, well, I don't those, think they, they, don't even, they don't even need a bonus point. They just need to win. Well, the win, the bonus point would make it completely clear cut, oh, wouldn't it? Oh, I suppose, yeah. But yeah, essentially win. And, and it's a done deal. But I mean, a loss here, oh, I mean, that just, like you say, throws a cat completely amongst the pigeons. But it is, this is the this is the best that they've got to offer, isn't it? If they can't get the job done with this team, they've got no excuses. And their close out of season has been dreadful again. Oh, they've they've fallen out. They've fallen off off a cliff. They they yeah. They, they started out really well, top the Australia conference, mm-hmm. um, looked to be coasting it, and then have just as you say, just walked off the edge of a cliff and just just been awful. The Chiefs they're bringing Alamalo, Stevenson, Leonard Brown, Nankerville, Wainui, Debrasini, um, Weber, um, Sawakalu, uh, Kane, Boshir, Ardron, Brody, Ritalik. Um, Tayavo, Harris, and uh, Molly. Uh, and as you might have guessed, there's one name in there that's uh, that I think is is important for them. Actually, well, that two, three, four, um, uh, Harris, Tayavo, uh, and Ritalik all returning uh, to strengthen that pack. That's that's a good pack, isn't it? 
Oh, yeah, the, the Chiefs do offer quite a good team when they've got actually fit players, don't they? That's their biggest Achilles heel for seasons now. It's a reoccurring theme of this side um, going through. But yeah, Brody Retallick back, uh, massive and, and a good pack all round. I mean, it's, it's high quality pack. Even the, the back row as well. Look what the old, old Soa Cooler has been just immense uh, at number eight for that team as well. So it looks really good. The big matchup, though, or, or the, the not matchup, it's a player, Jack DeBrasini, of course, against his former club. I mean, what, what a time to come out and essentially he could land a bit of a, a killer blow to their season if given that opportunity as well. So, yep, it's, it's a good team for the Chiefs. I think the best they've offered up in a, in a number of weeks in the way they've been performing. You've got to say they're probably one of the form teams um, heading into this you know, end of the season and into the playoffs if they can make it. They are. I mean, they've still got Sullivan, McKenzie, Nano Satoro, Hereta, Haynes, McFaley, Paul Watt, um, Jacobson, Allardyce, Brown, Carpick, O'Neill, McNichol, Sio, and Falcon missing. It's not, this is not a full, I mean, this is not a fully fit squad by any stretch of the imagination. They are kind of, it is, yes, who, who have we got fit who can come on the pitch, please, please come, and fo- come forward and play. So, um, yes, it's when we look at it, uh, uh, yeah, it's the full strength side for, for who they've got fit, but there's still um, a, a, a couple of players short of, of what they would like to have, especially on the bench. And that's where it's going to, where, where it might tell um, in this is that, yeah, it's when you have that kind of length of injuries, if you got your, your, your canes and your italics back, you're kind of like, yep, yeah, okay, this is this is a pretty good, good, good run on 15. But then you start looking at replacements and go, okay, there's a few there that you're like, hmm, not who I'd like to see there uh, if I could. Uh, um, uh, if, if if it was full strength, um, so uh, I've gone Chiefs by seven. Is that um, heart overhead? No, I I agree with you. I do agree with you. I, I guess I'm probably in the same sort of boat as what you just <laughs> said a bit there because uh, a, a Chiefs win offers up so much more in possibilities. I guess coming from when you want the Highlands to make it into the top eight, you know, the Chiefs have to get that win without a bonus point. And then the possibility of the, of the Highlanders, if they win the previous game, could come into the top eight as well. Um, for the Chiefs, so they they sit 10th at the moment, a bonus point win. That does a job for them, of course. Um, uh, that, that will get them into the top eight, which obviously is their goal. Um, I mean, they could go as high as sixth believe it or not. Uh, it's a bit of a, a complex situation. Best case scenario for the Chiefs. Here you go, ready for this. Bonus point win, and they have to win by 46 or more points, and the Lions have to lose. Sorry, by 46 yep. or yes, more yes, points. Yes, yes. Hang on, I'm not done yet. It, the Lions have to lose, not get a bonus point, and the Stormers will have to draw. That possibility <laughs> will get the Chiefs into six. The Chiefs fans out there, um, get the calculators out, and get get uh, uh, ruling on for the Lions to to lose, and, and the Stormers could, to draw. And that I've could got lead. Chiefs by four. You're on four. That could lead to the uh, Chiefs going to the Brumbies for the quarterfinals if that uh, if that panned out. But it's unlikely. Imagine it, God. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we then go to two games that, or well, then go to a game that um, that only matters in, insofar as who finishes second and third. Hagiwaris uh, versus Sunwolves. I mean, without even looking at the lineups, you've got to say initially you, you, this is this is uh, got try bonus point win for the Hagiwaris all over it, right? But, I mean, this, this Hagwaris team has built such a, a cluster or a core or a group, a crowd almost, of good players who, who have performed at this level now that they can rotate. And, I mean, you look at the other teams, like we talked about the Waratahs, they've you know, rested a few key guys. I mean, this Hagwaris team can rest a few key guys, and they've got other key guys that can come in and fill that role. They've got such a strong group of players there. 
they could name two teams and you'd, you'd say, well, geez, they're both pretty good. So, yeah, they're, they're all over this. You don't even need to look at the team to know that they're pretty much all over this and they, they can rest where they like. They are right up there right now. They are creaming it. So I will run through the team there for you. Tuchelet, uh, Cancellari, Orlando, Ingleses, uh, Carreras, um, Miotti, um, Escura, uh, into the pack now. Now, there's a few names here you're not probably going to find a bit, uh, you might not recognise as much as Brunei, or Bruni, uh, Le Guizmon, Lozana, Paulos, Petty, um, Pereto, uh, Montoya, uh, Chaparro. So definitely some players being rested there in the pack. Um, and also players like Buffelli, uh, for example, has also been uh, has dropped out of the out, out of the match day 22, 23, sorry. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not concerned. That doesn't concern me a little bit. I know, I know uh, a name some people, super rugby people, might to know is uh, the tight head prop, Perotto. I mean, he, I know he's Argentinian cap, so no problem there whatsoever. Um, but yeah, that, that, you put in a, a new guy, but I mean, the back row, you've got Leguzman, Lozana. I mean, they'll, they'll take that guy under their wings, or, or Bruni, and they'll sort him out. No problems. So, uh, no no qualms whatsoever. It's good to see Iglesias back there. I haven't seen um, good old Santiago Gonzalez Iglesias for quite some time. And you talk about the bench. What a bench as well. I mean, it's just it's just damp, <laughs> isn't it? It's crazy. You, you bring it on Thomas Cavalli um, and uh, Matthias Moroni. You know, guys that, that could easily start and, and can tear a game up when they're getting tired. So, uh, it's, they're crazy at the moment. It's awesome. It's great, though. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's fantastic. And I love looking at these teams and, and the depth that they've built just goes to show what, what they've developed in Super Rugby over the last few years. Yeah, and absolutely, and, and uh, yeah, we're, we're and we're not we're not um, we're not on the Phil Kearns bandwagon. We're definitely anti him. Oh God, no! Uh, uh, saying that they shouldn't be in because they're a national team. No, we love it. The fact that they've uh, that they put this yeah. kind of. Team I love out. the Hugwaris. Love them. Yep. Absolutely love them. Bring on more. So to visit them, we have the uh, the Sunwolves, obviously, um, Mazurewa, uh, Van der Heever, uh, um, Sumaki, Lafele. Timu, Parker, Booth, Gunter, um, Matsumashi, Ma, sorry, Ma, Ma, Matsu, sorry, that's, that's the, the, the text. Um, uh, Hazigewa, um, Rowe, Abbott, O'Donnell, Vela, and um, Makami uh, there. So um, me, there's only one player here. I'm, 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 I, there's obviously a couple of players in here, but the, the, the only one that I'm really looking forward to is is watching Matsurewa um, uh, and uh, seeing him get another try, really. Yeah, uh, poor old, poor old Sunwolves, aren't they? Gonna say, Yvonne was he's a legend. He's a great little player. Oh, I mean, we talked about the Huguaras and how how we love them, and it's exciting and it's great for the game. But I mean, the Sunwolves, when they had that passion back at the start of the season, when they had that that purpose, I guess their values, they were they were much in the same boat that the Huguaras are in right now. Um, yeah, we talked about it a lot of times. They've fallen off the ball big time since the announcement of their demise uh, next year. But, I mean, it's still, this is actually building up to be a nice little team. We know, of course, they got a 19 combination, which is actually proving to be pretty decent at this level. Booth is actually, oh, man, I'm pretty sure he's a Hurricanes player before. He's really stood up amazingly from what he was when he was there. Of course, hard at Hayden Parker, we know all about him. But guys like Lafayette, really, last season was it were amazing. Um, I don't know if these new talents and these these old guys, I feel a bit mean calling Massarera an old guy, but he's been around the block for a while. And we talked about this in the review. He's only 27, so he's not super old, but he's been around. And he's not really shook the world like he has this season. So they're giving these guys um new uh, new lease on life, essentially, aren't they? And bringing these guys up. But I guess, like Japanese rugby has often struggled with, it's the pack. That probably has 
really had them to struggle with. And, and I mean, they're still experimenting. They've got an Irishman in their front row as well. So, hey, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? We'll ever know something or other, don't the we? Luck of the Irish, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I've gone, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's been that lucky. I've gone Haguaris by uh, by 15. <laughs> oh, that's exactly the same as I've gone as there well. There we go. Exactly the same, yep. So I think that will secure the um, uh, them the, the second place, making the game that we'll talk about in, in a moment, uh, Brumbies versus Reds, pretty much irrelevant. But um, before we go there, sorry, gone. I will spit in one little extra thing about this game that <gasps> probably surprised me about the Haguaris and Sunnels. It's actually 1-1 between these two teams. They've only met twice, and it's 1-1. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Surprising, wasn't it? The home side has always won. So Quite often, that is historically Haguaris. That is their forte. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Until this year. Until this year. So um, that's Saturday morning. I'll be doing live post match reaction with Herman for that one. Sorry, I'll also be doing live post match reaction to the Highlanders one. Um, uh, and I'll also be doing post match reaction to this one, which is the Hurricanes versus the Blues. Um, Bit of an interesting lineup by the Hurricanes. I mean, at the beginning, you said I might be changing my prediction on this one because, hey, you know what? This one could be. Um, this one is an interesting uh, lineup. So here we go: Marshall Lamb, Wanga Jensen, um, Taloa, uh, Raisi, Garden Bashup, Judd Evans, Karifi, Princip, um, Walker, Walker Lawrence, uh, Lorini, sorry, um, Leah Pepe, uh, Gelden Hayes, Coles, and um, Armstrong. Ross Gelden? Oh, geez, wow. Um, former Highlander. Former Highlander. Okay, there we go. Yes. And but Lions you, player, I think. If you look at that back line, there is only one first-choice player in there, which is Ben Lamb. Everyone else in that... <laughs> it is an entirely um, uh, changed back line. Uh, and um, uh, the, the younger Proctor still can't make it into the side. Well, I mean, if you looked at this any other day, wouldn't you? You'd look at it and say, yep, Hurricanes by... 10, something like that. Uh, it'll be pretty simple. And before I seen the lineups, yeah, that, that's the boat I was in. But um, yeah, they, they've really mixed things up completely, haven't they? They've, they've changed it. I mean, and why not too? Um, they've, they've got nothing really to lose here, do they? I mean, for the pride, no one likes losing to the Blues. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's good to see some guys out here like Ray Arce. Good to see him get a start because I think he's definitely a player of the future. Umanga Jensen, another young guy. Um, so definitely uh, something worth it here for the Hurricanes. And I mean, they're in the position they can do it. So why not? I mean, still. This comes down to is they've earned the rights to do this, right? They've, yeah, they've exactly. got themselves fourth place. Um, they can't get third. They can't get higher than fourth. They can't catch. They can't catch the Crusaders. Uh, fifth place isn't going to catch them. So hence. What they've managed to do, and this is what John Plumtree said, he's, he's managing the workload of a number of players that played lots of minutes in recent weeks. Well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, and up against them come the Blues, who have not won away from home yet this season. Um, <laughs> a few players missing for the Blues. Um, Mafileo, Perifetta, Trainer, um, Collins, um, Twina Caffey, uh, still ill. Uh, it's still, um, he's been ill for over a month, for about a month now, and they haven't said what it is yet. Um, and not- flu. Man flu, right. Knock, <laughs> <laughs> Moulds, Brown, Tupu and um, Fayani as well. Oh, TJ Fayani. Wow, I didn't realise he was up. He was out. Um, which uh, which means, yeah, so let's say quite a few players out there, which means that we welcome back um, Sonny Bill Williams into the uh, into the side. So it's uh, Nanai, uh, Clark, Talea, Sonny Bill Williams, Ioni, Black, Pulu, Ioni, uh, Gibson, Papalihi, uh, Scrafton, Tupelotu, uh, Ray, um, Renata, Parsons, and Hodgman. So, um, a, not the uh, not the strongest prop, props in the world, is it? 
missing both Carl and well, actually, the other player must. Um, who am I thinking of? I've gone blank now. Um, Tonga Fassi. Tonga Fassi. That's it. Yeah, not mentioned. So Tonga Fassi is not being is 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 clearly fit, but is is being rested for this game. Which interesting call. I mean, it's much of the same situation, isn't it? The Blues have have not earned the right to be in contention for the playoffs. So, you know, I mean, why not look to to the future? I guess. I mean, guys. Uh, because like you've Scotsman. got to get one away win. Please, I mean, one away win. Why, why does it matter? I mean, <laughs> one away win, please. The last time they beat the Hurricanes was 10 matchups ago, back in 2014. 2014. That was the glory days of Super Rugby. Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> the glory what? days of not coming last. Oh, yes, absolutely. Those are the glory days. Hey, these, these Blues can still finish 14th. So, I mean,. <laughs> Let, let's let's not let's not put too much uh, ahead of them that they're going to actually do well here and and put something away. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, is it good to see Sonny Bill Williams back? I mean, most people have forgotten about him. Does Steve Hansen still know Sonny Bill Williams is around? I mean, geez, he's about the only player that does. But yes, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the only, only person he does. Yeah, um, the yeah. Let's be honest. It's it's. I, I I'd, I'd love the Blues to get at least one away win this season. They've they've not had one for a while now. Um, I can't remember whether they got one last year or not. They didn't get one, haven't got one this year. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm a Blues fan and I just can't see them doing it. Um, Hurricanes by seven for me. Oh, oh, you're still going for the Canes. Absolutely. Oh, that's remarkable. That is remarkable. You know, I'm not. I'm no. not. I, I've, I've, I've backtracked on myself and I was thinking about double backtracking. But no, no, we're going to we're going to remain the same. I'm going Blues by two. Close blues one. by two. There you go, there you go Blues fans. I've ripped you up all season long and I'm giving you this one chance of redemption to do something good for my pick. So there you go. It couldn't get much worse. So there you go, Blues fans. Do it for me. Just so that's that, that, that's the only game going into this weekend that absolutely means nothing um, as far as positions on the tables go, really. Um, Brumbies versus Reds probably won't mean anything as we're expecting the Haguaris to have already beaten the Sunwolves. Um, and uh, they don't even need a bonus point to stay ahead of the Brumbies. So this game probably won't mean anything. Um, but the Brumbies so far, I've not seen a lineup from them. But they are um, debuting a first ever um, Pacifica jersey, which is interesting. So not not a and they've the uh, they've had a um, I forgot what, what the Wallabies call their jersey. Indigenous. In, that's an indigenous jersey. Thank you. Um, so it's not an indigenous jersey. This one is um, looking at the Maori, um, uh, Fiji, Samoan, Cook Island, Tongan roots. Um, apparently, um, over half of their players, half of the Brumbies players this season, have got Pacific Island heritage. Oh well, there you go. And and why not too? Why not? Good on them. The Brumbies, I think, the Brumbies uh, have really built up a good season this year. And you've got to give them a lot of credit to how they've gone about their work. They've been called boring. They've been called all sorts of names, but they've done very very well to to build themselves this position um, to pretty much be safe and and done um, heading into the playoffs. But I will add a but. If you cast your memories back to round six, do you remember what happened then when the Reds hosted uh, the Brumbies in Brisbane? It was 36 to 14. Uh, the Reds actually took them to pieces wow. on that occasion. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, you look at the situation now and you look at the previous results over the last, you know, two, three, four rounds as you do. Yeah, it's easy to say, form-wise, Brumbies all over this um, potentially should smash the Reds. But, I mean... It's a it's a derby match, isn't it? And Australia always does um, lift up the Maroons, as Brad Thorne likes to call them. 
Um, but um, yeah, last time they met, the Reds will be remembering that very well in their memory, and they'll want to uh, call that back. But uh, a counter to that is that the last um, six meetings between the two sides, uh, the home team has always won. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the uh, the the we have got a couple of players who, um, who are who are back um, from their rest uh, from, from from their Wallabies rest periods. So that's um, for, for the Reds. I uh, say so for the Brumbies, we don't have it. We've not got a lineup yet. Um, but Hegarty, Campbell, um, uh, Fanui, uh, Satua, Karevi, Dugunu, McGann, Malua, uh, Scott Young, Wright, um, Salaki, Lotto, Hawkins, Rhoda, um, Tupu, Maffey, Smith, JP, that is, Ruan Smith is on the bench. Um, uh, Higginbottom also on the bench too. So some power to come off the bench. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's what it's, I mean, the, the Nothing in here to play for except for for pride. Um, so, uh, so yeah. No, not much on the line is here. I mean, for the Reds, I mean, if if they um do perform well and they they get a bonus point win and and half the other competition goes their way as well, they could get up to ninth. <laughs> it's just pretty blooming good, isn't it? We leave it all to the last round. It's that close. I guess. What does that tell you? That the closest of the competition this season. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant it's, when you've got guys that can go 14th to 9th in the last round. Well, you think the Reds have got six wins uh, in this competition. Um, it's in 7th and 8th of the Storms and Rebels. With, uh, actually, the Bulls in 5th have got seven wins. There is one win difference between 5th and 14th in the table. That is um, super crazy. Um, so, um, actually, yeah, that's, no, yeah, that is the latest table. So, yeah, it's just one win between... Um, between them and up there, the, the Reds' problem this year is they've only got four bonus points, um, which is uh, which just isn't um, isn't enough when you think that the Sharks uh, have got like seven bonus points um, and they're not even in the playoffs yet. So the they, they really yeah that, that, that's been their big their big Achilles heel this season. Yeah, and it's exactly what you're saying that really does mislead the table. He's saying the Reds are in 14th on, on six wins, but there's three teams above them that are only on five wins, and it's bonus points. It's purely down to bonus points, and in the Highlanders' case, straws um, that put them in that position. So it's a key part of the game. I mean, four bonus points is a win, isn't it, essentially, and that, yep. that can really change a season. So, yeah, poor old Reds, but, I mean, would you put them anywhere else? I mean, they probably deserve to be there. Oh, they do. I've gone Brumbies by seven. Uh, yes, I've also gone Brumbies but by 12. There we go. Then we head into where it really gets fun, to be honest, um, and that's the overnight games. Now, I am thinking about if I can find some way of getting a second screen um, is watching this, watching these two games on a computer and then also live streaming during the games to keep you up to date with how the playoff picture is going. But I've still got to find out, find a second screen from somewhere. So if anyone would like to wire me um, a few hundred bucks to buy a... Uh, a cheap laptop that would be much appreciated. Um, otherwise, um, yes, but I'm begging and scrimping. Um, Stormers versus the Sharks. No team news yet. We very rarely do at this point at this stage of the weekend. It only happens overnight tonight. Um, the the only the only comment I've got really about this game uh, is that the Sharks are still advertising season tickets on their homepage, and yet we're into the last game of the season. Seriously, I know there's Curry Cup coming up, but really advertising this the. The digital or the social, the, the, dig, the digital media for um, the South African teams is pretty poor, and the Lions website is horrible. Um, and yeah, seeing the Sharks still advertising their uh, season tickets at this stage of the season just shows you that they've, they've, yeah, they're not, they're not switched on at all, are they? 
Well, I mean, yeah, their website may not be switched on, but sometimes on the field, they're not switched on too well either. So I guess they go hand in hand a little bit between those two, don't they? I mean, there's a bit that could go on here in these ones, isn't there? Sevens versus ninth is a lot. From the playoff picture, this just gets way complicated with these ones. Draws um, would really throw everyone into the picture. And these are the exciting games, but there's just nothing. We just can't actually talk about the players in these, these ones yet. Um, the only thing I would say is the Sharks have to play Bosch at 10. If they don't, um, they're going to lose. And I just don't trust um, Dupria to do the right thing. So I'm, I'm backing Stormers by seven. I think you, you can look at it saying <clears> neither <throat> side is going to take any any risks, are they, with um, resting anyone or anything silly like that. There's no time in this game. It's going to be the, the best of the best that they have. Um, I mean... Yeah, it's, it's simple for the Stormers, don't they? Um, they need to draw, I guess. And that, that's the minimum they need to do to actually make it into the playoffs. So, yeah, if they lose, yeah, yeah. That's when she gets really interesting. Uh, the Sharks got a bit to pay for, play for, though. Um, oh, the Sharks got a lot they, to play for. I mean, if they, they win they this. Could, yeah, they could really mix it all up. But they still need a lot um, to go on their way. A win uh, puts them in. But, I mean, where they end up. Is, is all a big mess. So uh, you kind of need what you're going to do, don't you? And a try will be scored and be like, oh, so the Sharks moved up to eighth and, and the Rebels have moved down. It could be a, it could be a real mess. But round three, of course, the Stormers uh, beat the Sharks 16 points to 11. So um, add that to your um, equation for the weekend. And of course, the loser will be the wooden spooner for South Africa too. So, you know, no one wants to do that. And um, 5-5 between the last 10 matches between these sides as well. So it's really 50-50 between these sides. It couldn't really get any tighter. Three home wins, two away wins in the last five. So, yeah, I mean, the stats don't help you on this occasion. So it's all... It's a coin flip. So which way are you going then? Five points to the Stormers. Five points to the Stormers. We both think home advantage is going to do it, but who knows? Then we head to the Bulls' lines. Now, the Bulls are the best out of all the South African teams as far as naming their sides go because they get it out much much before anyone else. So well done to them, like their media people. Um, well done, guys. Um, and also, they have some really fun players. Um, so Galant, Hendricks, Co- um, Co- uh, Coetzee, um, o- Odendahl, Speckman, who plays sevens on a 15s pitch, um, Pollard, Warner, Vermeulen, Lindenberg, uh, Van Staden, Steinman, uh, Chris... Uh, Kristen, um, Nyankane, uh, Vizavi, and uh, Kaboko. Now, um, yeah, uh, Speckman will be fun. Uh, having Dwayne Vermeulen back is important. They've got Pollard in there. This, yeah, they're, they're pretty much up to um, uh, up to full strength, aren't they? I mean, they've got a couple of players missing, like like um, Shark Brits and Jason Jenkins, I think. Um, but apart from that, um, yeah, this is it's looking like a decent side they've got, they're putting out. I'm calling this a one-eighth final. That, that's what I'm calling it. Fifth versus sixth. I mean, what? What? You got a quarter final. So, oh, just just spreading it out a bit. A one-eighth final. The last um, sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that that just doesn't sound quite near as fun as a one-eighth final now, does it? I mean, yeah, the Bulls are safe, aren't they? They're they're in the uh, the top eight. No questions about it, regardless of what happens. But the question will be whether it's five, six, seventh, or eighth. So. There's a lot that could uh, change for them uh, throughout the weekend. But, I mean, they're, they're still going all out, aren't they? They're still going all out. They're putting out the big guns, the best team they can. And I really enjoy your pronunciation of that Bulls team. It was just top-notch. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, they, we've got a good... Um, I, I, they, they've, I expect the Lions to also roll out their first-choice team um, as, as well because they don't know before naming the sides what they're going to need out of this game. 
they will know going into the game what they need. I mean, both these teams could have uh, finals footy already locked in. Um, and, and the other big thing about this is that it doesn't matter where they finish in those between between um, fifth and eighth. They are going to have to travel overseas, so it's going to be a long haul trip anyway. Where so there's none of this kind of playing around of oh, if we lose this or if we draw this, we can get a a an away semi final, away quarter final, but in South Africa. Nah, all of these games are going to be played overseas. So in all honesty, there's uh, it's, it's much for muchness really as to who they who they travel to. I don't think the Lions can afford to do anything but play their best team. They, they, they just can't afford to. I mean, I wouldn't suppose me if the Bulls did that, uh, they, they did a Hurricanes situation, um, because like you say, I mean, you probably want to go play um, the Brumbies or something, wouldn't you, as opposed to playing um, the, the Crusaders in Christchurch. But um, alas, I mean, they'll take what they can get. But the Lions, they could still get in with a bonus point loss. Um, so they could scrape their way. It, but it depends on a lot of other things happening throughout the weekend to lead to this point. They could potentially even leapfrog the Bulls. Um, so it's still... Has to put writing on it in that in that perspective for the seven teams, but either way, like you say, uh, they're on the plane, and and if they don't get it their own way, if they do get pumped by the Bulls, they could completely drop out down tonight's spot. So yeah, it, it's a lot to happen in the last weekend. So what would be funny is if these two teams are no. both are in fifth and sixth going into the game, and that's how they'll finish, depending which way round, with both teams trying to lose it to go to the Brumbies rather than having to travel <laughs> winning it to go to go to the Hurricanes. Um, <laughs> the um, so yes that would be that would be amusing but um but it but it won't happen um and uh, yeah uh, that, that's there we go um I've gone balls at home um oh, oh the, I mean the other big thing about this game obviously is this is the closest you've got to a local derby in Super Rugby um they're only about a half an hour drive from each other they're only like fifty odd six seventy odd k's between the two of them um so maybe a bit more than half an hour but hey. Basically, you, you you can get an away supporter for this one. This is this this is a real. This is the like, It's the two closest sides geographically in Super Rugby. Um, they have hit, there is history between these two um, uh, provinces from way before Super Rugby. Uh, so yes, um, I think it's Transvaal versus Northern Transvaal. Uh, this is yeah. This one. Sh- this this is one you should actually have on the. Um, on the calendar, if you could, if, if you kind of like had a had a Learjet and could fly around, and go to games, this is one of the ones you want to be in the ground for because the atmosphere will be cracking. Um, it will be a massive game, so a great way to finish um, finish the round robin with. I do agree with you uh, with your prediction. I'm going to Bulls as well. I'm going by eight, and I mean that backs up from round three, isn't it? When they met, um, it was thirty points to twelve. So maybe you should have gone by eighteen instead. <laughs> um, but however, um, there we go. I mean, the Bulls don't have much history in this in, in terms of wins. Recently, uh, before this year, it was 2015 before they beat the Lions last time. But as we know, that was prime Lions, wasn't it? That was the, the cream of the crop for the Lions. And um, it's not quite as good as she was back then, sadly. No, I'm going, I'm going Bulls by five um, in the end. But the, and the other thing is that the Bulls are coming back from their tour to Australasia, where they got one win, two draws and a loss. So there will be travel fatigue, but they'll be coming back in a very good mood, having had, that, having had a, a wonderful tour for them. I mean, they're, the, the Bulls normally away um, form outside of South Africa is abysmal uh, historically. Um, I think they had one of the longest losing streaks ever out of any team. So um, to have come away with a win and two draws and just that one loss is is a fantastic result and shows they're in form. Yep, they're going to be hard to beat. And I, you just got a question though. Looking forward, travel, going back on a plane again after they've just got back. Oh, that's got to hurt for them. But I mean, yeah, they're, they're in good touch. And if any of the South African teams from actually South Africa are going to put up a fight, 
you'd, you'd probably put your money on the Bulls would be the ones to, to give it that big punch. So um, that's it. That's uh, all That's all she wrote uh, as far as uh, previewing the um, round 18 of Super Rugby. Thank you very much, um, Stephen, for joining me. Uh, and uh, where can people get all your wonderful videos and uh, rugby content and stuff? And stuff. You can find all the stuff uh, just searching for Cornflake or Cornflake's Crib as we know and as um and you can find me on twitter as well uh, which is at cornflakes group too so uh, come and say hi and um let's abuse some referees over the weekend together it's good fun trust me he loves angus cardner anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> don't forget subscribe up there down there it's how you can support the channel um on patreon uh, and where i've got exclusive um, videos for you uh, and over there are two videos that the artificial intelligence here at youtube says you're going to enjoy so um go give them a watch